Welcome to the Reaching the World Bible Church podcast. This is Pastor Henry and Ella Looney. Our prayer is that you enjoy the word for today. Training our human spirits. Training our, your human spirit. Pastor, you mean I have something to do with training my spirit? You sure do. It is so important for uh, you to know and and thank God that the blessings of God are yours and that the abilities of God, the power of God, the anointing of God is available unto you. But we need to practice the word. We need to be a doer of the word and not just a hearer only. That's scripture. You know, we, we highlighted this or our focus on this message says this in our sermon highlight. Just as the human mind can be trained intellectually, so the human spirit can be trained spiritually. It can be built up in strength just as the body is built up in strength. When, when uh, I was in athletics and played football, basketball, uh, we, we worked out. We worked out with weights. We worked out. We built our muscles up. We developed our muscles. We trained. We ran. We ran sprints. We ran to train uh, so that we, we built our endurance up. We did that with our natural bodies. But just as we did do, did that or are doing that with our natural bodies, we can do the exact same thing in training and building up our spiritual bodies. Well, Pastor, how do you do that? Well, in this lesson, we're going to look at really four different ways to train our spirits. There are a lot of ways, but these are four essential ways to help you. And I'll go over all four of them right now as you see them on your screen. Number one meditating in the Word of God. We're going to go back and talk about each of them. Number two, practicing the Word of God. Number three, giving the Word of God first place in your life. And number four, instantly obeying the voice of our spirit. And that is important. All these things are important. So as we apply these four principles to our daily lives. And that's what we have to do. We have to do these four things on a daily basis. We can come to know the will of God even in minor details of our life. What do you mean minor details? Every little thing that we consider little, it's important that we operate in the principles and develop or build ourselves up in our most holy faith even in the minor details. You see, God communicates with our spirit, not with our mind or our reasoning. Well, God is not a mind. God, we can have the mind of Christ, but God, the Bible says God is a spirit, and we worship him in spirit and in truth. So as we instantly obey our spirit, we will find we are obeying the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit, when we get born again, comes and resides and lives on the inside of us. God said in his word, he told us in Proverbs 20, verse 27, Proverbs 20, verse 27, he said this, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. 
the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, the light, the illumination of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Well, what does that mean, preacher? Well, that means that God is going to use our own spirit to guide us. And we're going to talk about that throughout this teaching. God's going to use our spirit, that born again, supernaturally regenerated spirit, if you're born again. So we must be trained. Just as you train your body, if you're an athletic, our spirits must be trained. You see, we think just going, a lot of Christians even think going to church is optional. It's not. God uses primarily uh, training in the Word of God when, when in, in, in a sense of us being the church, getting the Word, studying to show ourselves approved so we can rightly divide the Word of truth. That's what he told us to assemble ourselves together. I know the pandemic threw a lot of that off for a lot of folks, but hey, we got to get back to assembling ourselves together. And hey, if you can't, can't be in person, that's the very best. But Second best is being like we are right now, live stream where we can be together, but, but uh, uh, that anointing is going out uh, to, to train and develop us and mature us to build us up in our most holy faith. So let's now take time to look at each of these particular steps of training our human spirit. Number one that we already mentioned is to meditate in the Word of God. To meditate in the Word of God. And I'm not, I'm not talking about transcendental meditation or different meditations that, that uh, Eastern religions use. I'm talking about us meditating, us getting in the Word, us reading the Word, us studying the Word, us mother, muttering the Word to ourselves. You know, that, that's one of the ways of us meditating is just getting into it, reading it, Speaking it out, out loud, you speaking the word, you reading the word out loud for yourself. You know, the, the person that you should believe the most in reading the word ought to be you. You ought to be studying and meditating on the word. Well, pastor, you got to give me some scripture. Why is this so important? Well, absolutely. We need the word of God. The Bible says we ought to have two or three witnesses. We're going to look at these four and these four lessons, a lot of different witnesses. But we see in meditating in the word of God, we're going to go to Joshua 1, verse 8. Joshua 1, verse 8. And it says this, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Very essential. You keep it in your mouth. But how can you do that? But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Pastor, you mean I need to be reading uh, day and night? You need to have a lifestyle practice of studying and reading the word. But thou shalt meditate in God's word therein day and night. Why? that thou mayest observe to do according that all that is written therein. For then, after we've done that, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Every Christian, every believer, every person wants to make their way prosperous. Every person wants to have good success. But there's some things that we're required to do to get there. When God anointed Joshua to lead the children of, of Israel after Moses had died, 
God told him at the very onset, at the very beginning of his taking leadership, the importance of meditating on God's word. That was him talking to Joshua here in in verse uh, in chapter one, in verse eight. He let him know the importance of meditating uh, or spending time in his word with him. See, when you spend time in the word of God, you're spending time in the presence of God. You and I as believers ought to have some time every day in the presence of God, meditating on the word. That's how we get built up. That's how we get trained. Another translation of the last part of Joshua 1.8 says it like this. You will be able to deal wisely in the things of life. Certainly, we wouldn't be able to have good success if we could not deal wisely in the things of life. God told Joshua here, and he's telling us too as well, if we would meditate on the word, God would make his way and our way prosperous, and we would have good success. You want to have a good success? I know you do. You wouldn't be listening to this teaching if you didn't want to be successful in life. You wouldn't be a Christian, a believer, if you didn't want to have God's best in your life. But, you know, my father in ministry, Dr. Kenneth E. A. Kenneth e. Hagan, made this statement, and he said this. He said, the most deeply spiritual men and women that he had known are those who gave time to meditating in God's Word. You see, the fact is, no one can develop spiritually or have spiritual wisdom without meditating in God's Word. Nobody can. You got to spend, I got to spend time, not just studying to prepare for messages. And I have to remind myself of that because I do that so often. I have to spend time in God's word for myself, for my personal edification, for my personal being built up into the things of God, reading the word, to have my own devotional time, to have my own time where I spend in the presence of God, you know. I remember Dr. Hagen giving us this example of this pastor and he had pastored a church for a number of years and his church was, was stagnant and he went around to all the larger churches that he knew of and he went and looked and saw what they were doing and he would bring back uh, different programs that they were using. And, hey, and there are some great programs that a lot of great churches are using right now. He went that, uh, did that and, and, and did that for a while, but nothing changed in his church. And then Brother Hagen came and taught on this message about meditating or training yourself in a, in a word. And he said this, that he took, that pastor took, every person ought to spend time in personal med- meditation if they want to have spiritual wisdom and grow in the things of God. And he took that to heart. And he started doing it. And within 30 days had passed. He did it every day. And on that Sunday morning after that 30 days, his church had a landslide of folks to come in. They came in and became members of his church. More folks that had gotten saved and born again and committed in his church in the previous two years came. And it changed his church. It changed him. 
because he saw the importance. And I see that when I hear myself saying that, I know I got to be more diligent in my study, in my meditation time. He, his testimony can be that of all of us too as well. And as a pastor, hey, I hear that. So what we need to do, shut the world off for a period of time that we can go and get in the presence of God and meditate with him and spend time with him. If we really want to do something in, in God and have God's best, we got to do that. Uh, Brother Hagen suggests that if you've never done it at all, to start with about 10 or 15 minutes a day and do it for yourself. Wow. And that'll bless you. Meditating in the Word of God. We see rule number two or step number two. And I'm going to introduce this and then we'll hook up on the next time. What is that, Pastor? Number, the second thing is practicing the Word of God. Practice the Word of God. As we said, old saying, practice makes perfect. Practice and the word perfect in the Bible means mature. Practice in the Word will mature you in the Word. Well, how do you know that? Because the Word tells us that. We see in James 1, verse 22, James 1, verse 22, it says this. Practice in the Word will cause this to happen. But be ye doers of the Word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. When you practice the word and you incorporate the word in your own life, you're not just hearing the truth, but you're actually doing the truth, then you're going to walk in the blessings of God. If you're hearing it and you're not doing it, James said that you're deceiving yourself. Some people think that being a doer of the word it's just keeping the Ten Commandments. We don't live in the Old Testament anymore, but those Ten Commandments were good commandments to have. But under the New Covenant, we have one commandment, the commandment of love that the Bible says encompasses all of the blessings of God. You see, if you love the commandment of love, what is that? We'll look at that. That's in John 13, John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. The commandment of love says this, John 13, 34, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye, you and I, love one another as I have loved you. Talking about God has loved us, that ye, you and I, also love one another. And notice what third verse 35 says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. If you love someone, you're not going to steal from them. If you love someone, Paul said, love is the fulfilling of the law. In other words, if I love you, I'm going to not steal from you. I'm not going to abuse you. I'm not going to lie on you. I'm not going to take what you have. I'm not going to, you know, abuse you in any way. All those Ten Commandments and all and every commandment that God gave us has to do with us walking in the love of God, in the peace of God. God let us know that we can have his best if we walk in love, if we walk in grace, if we walk in peace, if we walk in his empowerment. The abilities of God are, are, are ours. It's so much that we can have. And I'm going to get, I'm going I'm to hook, rehook 
restart right here on the next time. I'm going to go ahead and pray with you right now because if your love walk is not where it should be, that can change in just a moment. You making a decision. I'm going to love my brother and sister. I'm going to love God first. That's the other part of that. First, putting loving God first. But then you, you show you love God first by loving the brethren, your Christian brothers and sisters. Then you love everyone that you encounter when you learn how to practice the law of love. The law of love is loving God as you love yourself and then loving the brothers and sisters of Christ. We see that in, in, in John 13. Well, let's pray. First step, if you love God, is you make him your Savior. You make him your Lord. I want you to repeat this after me as we pray. Let's pray. Father God, right now, I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart, that you paid the price. You died for me so that I could have life and life eternal. Lord, I thank you for forgiving me of my sins and cleansing me of all unrighteousness. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for helping me. I am saved. I'm a brand new creation. Thank you, Lord. I have liberty in you. In Jesus' name, amen. You just prayed that prayer. You just started a brand new walk with God. We got some materials we want to give you to help you with that walk. And these three mini books we're going to give you will show you what it means to be born again. The new birth shows you what you're entitled to, what you can have in him, and then how to pray in, in, in your heavenly language or in the unknown tongues. Why tongues? Why that's so important? Because it builds you up in your most holy faith. All these many books, and then you see that QR code that you can scan with your phone, and it'll take you to a video telling you about how how you can be a part of the body of Christ. But it, and, and also, if you want to be a member of Reaching World Bible Church, hey, and if you're not a member of of a good, strong local church, you need to be because that's where you're going to get trained and develop and maturing a lot and then show you how to do it personally for yourself. But, hey, uh, if you prayed that prayer, go to that video, fill those uh, uh, get that that uh, those questionnaires. You can go to our website, and we say welcome to the family. Welcome to the family of God, but welcome to the Region World Bible Church family. And then, hey, start watching. And if you're in this Coosa Valley area, come and be a part of a fellowship of people that loves God and wants to fall in love with you deeply. <laughs> Amen. As a brother and sister in Christ. Hey, if you want.